I'm going to try to work through a little bit is a question that we can call the problem of induction as it has been referred to in in uh, in science and in, in the philosophy of science. So the idea is that uh, uh, we, uh, a major uh, t- thought tool of ours to so say is extrapolating from particular instances and forming general rules and then supposing those rules to apply henceforth, in, in uh, meaning in the future. So, for instance, uh, we can uh, take something such as food and we can see that in the past, each time I've eaten food, thankfully it has digested. Now I can make a rule when I eat food, it digests and I can hope that that rule applies in the future and, and this would go under the general term uh, induction and, and obviously this has been done uh, as it concerns physical law, for example, uh, the, the uh, what's called the law of gravity. Uh, and other uh, such laws and uh, in the philosophy of science a question to ask would be do we really have grounds for induction or is it an unwarranted assumption and some uh, thinkers have suggested that it is after all an unwarranted assumption because where is this where are these grounds to be found can they be found in experience can we see some grounds for supposing that the future will be the same as the past for example we've seen the sun rise Every day, or maybe we don't watch the sunrise, but that we suppose that it has risen. But can we see somewhere where it says it'll rise tomorrow? Does the sun say, "Hey, I'm gonna rise tomorrow"? Right? The food has digested in the past, but does it say somewhere that it's gonna do so in the future? Gravity has worked in a certain way in the past, but uh, uh, can we say that uh, it'll do so in the future, and so forth and so on? So the problem here, excuse me, would be how do we how do we find such grounds? And if there's no such grounds, is is are all our scientific endeavors on uh, shoddy foundations, uh, or really no foundation at all. So uh, how can we a- answer this question? So one thing um, to say, or, or, or an angle here we can start off with, uh, is to ask how exactly is it that, what exactly is going on, should we say, uh, in induction, uh, when we when we pull off an inductive act? So, so uh, a typical account would, would have it that we observe multiple particulars, and, and then we see, uh, uh, what they all have in common, and that enables us to form a rule. But this can lead to the question of if it is uh, a- impossible to to um, note uh, a-, a general a generality, uh, a-, a principle, as it concerns uh, a single instance of something, then how how would it be possible to do so concerning many uh, instances? Of it, so for example, taking something like gravity, uh, there's more technical and less technical formulations, but let's consider the simple phenomenon of falling. So we say that it is possible for a person to see many, many things fall, and yet to never form a general rule that that uh, there's such a thing as uh, as falling. Never mind to uh, put it in mathematical terms, and and then to extend it uh, or, or intend to extend it to. Um, to uh, uh, objects in in the universe uh, and to planets and and, and all of this, uh, and so but and yet we would say that if this was not possible at all from a single instance, then how could it ever be done by anybody? And most notably by by Newton, right? But but by anybody, if you can't see it from one time, why can you see it from two times? Why can you see it from three times and so forth and so on? So here, another way to perhaps look at it is that we do experience the fall. No matter what, uh, we, we can experience an apple falling. Uh, we can experience an ice cream falling. We can experience a mountain goat slipping and falling. 
hopefully not too far for its own sake, right? But uh, the key thing would be then to pay attention to the fact of the falling as opposed to what it is that fell and how it made me feel and what I thought about it and so forth. For example, the ball fell uh, in, in, in the game I'm watching and this led to my team being scored on, whatever that situation would be particularly. Uh, right, uh, and um, so uh, I'm paying attention to the fact that I'm frustrated. My ice cream fell. Paying attention to the fact that I'm disappointed that my ice cream fell. The mountain goat fell. I'm laughing because it's funny because the mountain goat fell. I'm not paying attention to the fact that it's falling, but it is possible to bestow an attentive act on that aspect uh, of experience, which isn't so specific, uh, which is the falling, and we see that this is possible to do from a single instance. If I've only seen one apple fall, I can fail to, I can neglect the fact that it's an apple or put that aside and neglect the, how I feel about the apple and I can strictly pay attention that it has moved. It has modified its position from higher to lower. And there we go. Just from that, I can say that, uh, that there's an example falling. Now, if I succeed in so doing, it would seem that I, we've paid mind to a clear uh, idea, a notion, uh, we can perhaps call it a function of reality, something that occurs, something that is. Right? We've paid mind to this uh, as opposed to the particularity. Uh, and from there, we would say that um, if we've succeeded in so doing, that then, uh, that, well, actually, we would have to, we, we might want to touch upon the, the notion of the future. So here also, uh, if we think that we have a, a, a typical conception of time, which is found in apparently in most cultures, which that there's a timeline going back into the past. Uh, there's a literal past that that ex- exists, or, or uh, uh, there's Roman times, there's medieval times, there's yesterday, and then there's a literal future. There's a line going into the future, and then indeed, how do we uh, extrapolate from the past to the future? But if we Take a more practical, empirical, to so say, uh, utilitarian uh, um, concept of time. Uh, we can things might look different. For example, we can say that time is an interrelation, a notation of two series of motions. For example, the movement of a clock and uh, the fact that I'm I'm right now on the job. All right, so I'm watching the clock. I'm seeing when I'm going to get off the job. So that for me is time. You could say time is just motion, but the emotion is, is just motion. We seem to mean something more by the term time than simply uh, something moving. All right, we're watching cars go by at any given instance of motion at something other than time. That's We have a term for that. It's called motion. It's when we say, okay, I've, I've been sitting here right for, for a few minutes. I've been waiting for you, meaning I'm interrelating uh, uh, some series of, uh, of motions, my experience. I've watched 10 cars already going by and another activity which is or, or objective that I'm waiting for. So this kind of interrelation would appear more or less. Uh, 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 of um, So if we say that that is uh, 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 how we can think about time here, then why exactly would the possibility of such at all take away from a, a, a clear function of reality, a clear uh, aspect of, of the extent? Right? Why? Just because I can do that? I can note two uh, 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 in, and interrelate two motions and, and understand one in terms of the other? For example, again, the, the clock and, and me at work, it, that somehow has to uh, make it unlikely that... Uh, and some clear idea such as a fall can, can be can occur once again right why what, what, what's the idea right it's like uh, saying uh, uh, right that uh, I saw I, I paid attention to the fact that an apple is red to the redness of the apple now what grounds do I have 
for supposing that redness will reoccur. Why is that even a question? I may, contingently speaking, it may not reoccur. I may never happen to see anything red. But I identified some kind of function of reality, red, and that's that's that. I may see it. I may not. The same thing. I identified falling. And I may see, I may never happen to see it again if it, ha- if it concerns my ice cream cones. Hopefully, I'll never see it again. But either way, I've identified it, it's, and, and that's what it is. <laughs> and I may see it again. So we see if we can rephrase these uh, things here and we go away from perhaps naive views of, uh, of time and, and such, then uh, this, this may appear to be uh, really a, a non-question. We identify clear uh, ideas, clear notions, clear um, uh, kind of uh, functions uh, of reality uh, and then we uh, may try to find those in, in, in future particular instances. Now that I understand the concept of falling, I can pay attention to that whenever I see things fall. Right? Again, contingently speaking, it may happen that n- nothing will ever fall. Right? Just like it may happen, I'll never see the color right again. But that's that's just as it so happens. It doesn't remove uh, the the fact that uh, I did note this, and and this was an aspect of reality, and, and it wasn't so particular that uh, it, it it was simple enough. Here might be a judgment call. What is simple enough, right? Because if I go and I assemble a, a thousand, I make a thousand piece puzzle myself, right? And I assemble it. I, I have fair grounds to assume it'll never. Uh, especially if it's some kind of weird image that I made. I, I split, you know, I made a custom uh, puzzle. I'll probably never, ever see that happen again. It's not simple enough. It's a c- combination of simpler elements. But if I note something like uh, the movement, uh, a form of movement, uh, downward movement, upward movement, horizontal movement, I note something like the impenetrability of, of visually extended objects, or most of them, uh, or some of them, as it would appear, of colors, things like this. Why, uh, right? These are clear, simple elements of reality, and I can uh, uh, suppose them to, to uh, that, that, that they will reoccur if I live long enough and I experience uh, enough future things. And as it concerns, for example, oh, how do I know the sun will rise? So, yeah, if I haven't understood the situation in simple enough terms, if it's not logically clear to me how one thing follows from another, then for me, it's a question of probability, meaning I don't have absolute grounds to. Suppose one thing uh, to, to make a hundred percent prediction as I can with something like with the outcome of two and two being four or something like this, uh, because there might be something uh, uh, we're not aware of, we're not saying, right? Uh, but if uh, something has been uh, clarified and, and if it concerns the reoccurrence of a simple element that I have identified, uh, then that is the element that will reappear, and I can form. We can form a. a, a, a a system, uh, as it would appear, we, uh, of um, uh, of prediction uh, based on on the inductive principle. So, there's some thoughts there. Thank you for listening.